Welcome to Phone Sex with Lily Show, where talent in front and behind the camera is showcased and explored. As you can imagine, there are a lot of characters and personalities in this industry. Listen as they share their stories. But first, grab your lube and get comfortable because the guests will unknowingly be subjected to phone sex with a porn star, webcam model, and your host, Lily Craven. today i'm doing very good how are you good i was just sitting here kind of horny i'm feeling a little frisky today are you <laughs> i'm feeling very frisky today <laughs> oh my um what what are you doing right now well i've actually been pretty frisky all day myself uh, maybe we should go and help each other out a little bit yeah, I was thinking I would look for a big, huge cock. Do you like big dick? I fucking love big dicks. So. Really? Wow. <laughs> like, what is big to you? I mean, I am a kind of a petite girl, so there can only be so much going inside of me. But I would say uh, anything over seven inches definitely fills me up properly. Ooh, yes, definitely. If I were to tell you that I really, really like 12 inches, what would you think? I would think you're fucking insane. <laughs> <laughs> but but I love to be stretched wide, wide open. The only problem is, is it's getting it in my mouth. I can feel you on that. See, I appreciate it because I, I am always down for a challenge, but it scares me a little bit, those 12 inches. Oh, but, but if, you, if you just relax and you be a good girl, a nasty girl, I promise it'll make its way in. I can be a good girl. Can you be a nasty girl? I can be a very nasty girl if that's what you want. <laughs> I love, I love dirty bitches. <laughs> yes. Would you spit all over it for me before I slide down on it? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, you would. You're a sloppy one. <laughs> mm -hmm. One of my favorite activities is getting sloppy on some dick. Mm. Oh, oh. <laughs> that sounds yummy. Christina Castalia. Welcome, Christina. How are you today? That was marvelous. <laughs> I'm doing very good, thank you. You you really got me. Yeah, you really stopped me at that last line. I was like, drop the mic. I don't know what to say after that one. That was excellent. So now you are obviously industry related, and what do you do in the industry? I am a cam model, and I also create my own content. Um, I've been in the industry actually as we're recording this. Uh, pretty much exactly 10 years now um, and I've been creating content off and on for the last I would say seven or so years and then it's mainly like making your own porn like on the OnlyFans and the clip sites and stuff like that and where do you um, what cam sites do you use uh, streamates mainly I've tried Chatterbait a few times Streamate is definitely uh, my favorite because you have that exclusive one-on-one -on -one option where you can get you know a little bit extra nasty i guess oh yes 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 now now i also do cam and i i favor ch chatterbait but there if anybody's wanting to cam it's always best to give the site that you're choosing 
a good run. Like only only work that side and work for like four weeks and put honest effort into it. And you'll find where your money's at. You know, switch to another one and another one. Did you try out any other ones besides Chatterbait and Streamate? Well, actually, I started. Well, I started on Streamate about seven and a half ish years ago. Um, but I started on a Dutch platform because I am from Holland. Um, so, uh, and ten years ago, everything was very different. So it was very almost amateur. Like, uh, cannot even compare it to anything that we do now. But I did that for about three years before I saw via the internet that girls were doing this in a way bigger way so I was like let me get on that international train yeah now now since you seem like someone who would jump on you know the international train uh have you gotten into VR yet virtual reality camming no actually I haven't I've read a little bit about it mm-hmm. or have you um I haven't I, well actually I had my <clears throat> in Miami um Tadpole was shooting a an orgy, and they invited me to come do media for it. So that was going on while they were filming. But I, it was fascinating. Like, little camera. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I've, I've had friends who do porn, and they have done some VR porns. And what they said about it, it seemed really fascinating. But I just don't really... I'm, well, I'm mostly just curious when it will actually translate to the camming industry. Yes. Not, Yes, or when, I mean, I can only assume that it's going to be the next, um, the next step to, or the next biggest thing, but it's just not even quite there yet that we could for sure say it's the next biggest thing. (laughs) No, but if you look at the amounts of, like, insane progress that the industry has made in the last, well, like, 10 years that I know of, I don't know, it doesn't seem too far-fetched. I know. All of us in, like, five years. That's going to be crazy. Like, we don't even have to go, like, have sex anymore. We could just, like, get up, put on our goggles. Yeah, but it's (laughs) not really the same, though, is it? Well, now, you know, I don't know if you've heard of, um, it's through a cable company here, but um, they have a suit that you put on. that It's almost like a Lush toy that interacts from millions of miles away, (laughs) but it's a suit that you can feel someone. Oh, really? Yes. And it's already being sold. It's like a shirt. So you can hug someone. You can, it's virtual touch. It's through Cox internet cable. So the, do, is it then like that you have, both of you have to have this shirt and then if you touch, you can feel, how, how does it work? I, I'm not sure. I'm not positive. Um, I actually knew someone who was developing that kind of, of, um, technology in uh, his, just one person wears the suit, and the other person does something on their computer, but it is through electricity. It was, oh. it, yeah, it's not like it squeezes and stuff. It's, it's electric, and it was so insanely cool. And that's what's coming out. I'm like, wait a minute, forget virtual reality. We're going to be, like, actually touching each other from... Yeah. <laughs> Could you well, imagine? The left hand is, like, the taste and the smell thing, you know? How are they going to do that, though? Oh, yeah. We haven't been able to smell TV yet. No. <laughs> I don't know that I want to smell it. <laughs> I don't know. You know what? Sometimes. I, I, don't, I don't know how nasty we can get on here. Actually. Oh, you can get nasty. <laughs> I was going to say, but you know, like, when you just 
got fucked and like it just smells like sex in the air. Like, yes. You can smell the air of pussy. I feel like that would be fun to share with the guys that are watching. That's a good you know? one. I don't know if I want to smell them. I don't want to smell them, but I think them. you're on to something. There's something about a woman's like her pheromones that we could, yes. you know, they would all be like fucking their computer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like a dog in heat. They'd be coming from all everywhere. <laughs> By then, they would just have those like flashlights, like embedded into the computer. Right? So they, could like <laughs> they could just do the computer. <laughs> they 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 would be like they would never leave the house anymore. That's like sucking your own dick. They would never leave. Right? <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, if I could eat myself out, I would leave the house. Though I have better things to do, but. If a man can suck his own dick, he would never leave. Like, he wouldn't exist. <laughs> I actually know um, two people that can suck their own dick. One of them, I've seen it. Me that too. Actually, yeah, many years ago on a Dutch campsite. I'm pretty sure he left the house sometimes. Isn't it Ta and Tyler or Taylor? No, I, I have no clue. Okay, he's a blonde guy. Ago. It just is still in my mind because I was mind blown at the time. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And sometimes I try to get some other guys to do it, but most of them are just not flexible enough. Yeah, I I saw it too, and I, like, okay, I threw up in my own mouth because it was just too much. But I'm like, this is talent. This is, like, he won, like, cam model of the year, and I'm like, dude, you're freaking awesome. I just can't watch him swallow himself. I just can't do it. <laughs> I'm like, this is too much. <laughs> But, I mean, no wonder why he won male cam all of the year. He could suck his own dick. Exactly. I think exactly. he went outside. He got to the event. Like, there's, there's got to be a point when, like, well, he did get outside. He, he showed up for the event. So, I'm thinking there's got to be a point when you, it's not a novelty anymore to them. <laughs> He's like. Yeah, probably, yeah. Like, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, I mean, it's not really the same as just like masturbating, but with masturbating, like masturbating is nice, but it's kind of, I don't know, I like it more when someone else is doing it. You know? Yeah, me too. But I mean, gosh, eating yourself out. I don't know. I might, I might like that. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take a break right now. And you had picked three songs and what, do you remember what your first one was? Uh, ice cubes it was a good day and why did you pick that song duh no <laughs> i know why uh because it was a good day i don't know it's um when uh, you asked me about three of my favorite songs that was the first one that came to mind and mm -hmm. i think um because whenever i hear just the first few seconds it just instantly lifts my mood yes. and i just it's just the, i don't know in my mind i guess the ultimate chill song it is. And uh, um, I would actually often play it during the end of my cam sessions. If it was, like, about time to go leave, I would just play that song. And then I'll be like, after the song, I might be leaving. Let me know. And it's, like, I don't know, like a good closer of the end of a, of a really good day. It's a, it's an excellent, excellent pick. So this is Ice Cube. <clears throat> it was a good day. Talking to Christina Castalia. Did I get it right? Castalia. Castalia. Oh, <laughs> Every single time. I like the name though. Now your name, you were saying, what? what's the origin of your name? Well, actually I just picked Christina um, 10 years ago when I started and it always just kind of stuck. Um, and I never really had like a 
stage name, last name. And so a few years ago, I had a few that I kind of tested and didn't like them. And I was just kind of looking. I kind of wanted to have that Greek heritage kind of feel. But everybody thinks it's Italian or Spanish. So yes. I kind of, <laughs> I, I fucked up a little bit over there. But um, I picked it because um, if I, I, I should have backtracked this. Um, <laughs> Castalia was a river. No, wait, 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 wait. Castalia was the, the, oh yeah, no, was it the river? The fountain. Castalia was a fountain okay. where the muses used to drink from, like back in the Greek uh, god era. Yes. And I was like, I'm kind of like a fountain every day. Uh, so, uh, and everybody's drinking perfect. from you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the way so people get their like, names. Kind of like, you know. But everybody thinks it's Spanish. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, I was thinking Italian because I was thinking Italian because that's sort of a rule of thumb. If it ends in a vowel, it would be Italian. So, yes, but I, I like I like the way. Yes, I like your definition much better. <laughs> now, 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 your your content. If I were to look you up, what kind of content would I find? What genre or niche do you have? Um, well, I guess first and foremost is the BBW uh, niche, niche, niche. Um, niche. and uh, like I said, I am Greek. I don't know if you've ever met a Greek person, but we are very hairy creatures. Um, and I kind of denied that part a little bit, but since I would say about two years, I definitely lean into that a lot more. Um, and, um, a lot, a lot of people really enjoy that as well. They do. So, uh, the hairiness is definitely a hard second, and um, well, they don't call me a big belly bitch for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But those are your micro niches where you can get really in and get an awesome following. And I do like to play around with a lot of other things as well. Um, and just kind of like I like to do fun role plays, and um, I am kind of a switch when it comes to playing roles. I've noticed that when I am interacting with a person, it depends how the interaction goes, but then I tend to be a little bit more submissive kind of Brad. But then when I'm making videos, for some reason, even when I have intentions of being the submissive one, it just ends with me dominating everyone. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why that happens. It must be deep inside. <laughs> uh, clearly, yeah. Yes, I, I understand that. <laughs> yeah. Once you get on video and you're like talking to the camera, it's a whole different story than when you're talking to someone else. Yes, it's, it's, absolutely. It's bizarre. Because when you're talking to someone else, you have more in mind like what they want. And I mean, in my cam shows, I also I would say it's kind of 50-50 uh, with people that want me to be submissive and dominant. Mm -hmm. And I'm, you know, I just said I'm submissive a lot, but honestly, I'm kind of a bad submissive because I like to, to talk from the bottom. I'm kind of that annoying one, you know? Yep. Um, yeah. In real life, I think I'm more yeah. submissive, and it's weird because I, I'm always put in the overly dominant role. So it's sort of like I had to learn how I can act like that, but I'm not like I don't know how to do it. Like in real life, I'm like, oh yeah, <laughs> I'm much more. Um, what's the word? Standoff. Like like um, I don't like confrontation. I don't speak up too much, and then. On camera, I'm like, bitch, get on your knees and suck my dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> Strap that bad boy on. I'm like, suck my dick, bitch. <laughs> and they love it. And I'm like, oh, this is fun. But to translate it in real life, <laughs> I'm 
they probably look at me like, what is she doing? Where do, why do you have a dick on? <laughs> but but it's fine. It's a role. We we get to play, but yeah. you, but this is who you are. Like this is how you live your life as well, right? It's not just a character that you're playing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I uh, when I first started, uh, because I was still in law school at the time, um, that was before I graduated. I thought I had to, I guess, to protect myself to have a little bit more of a character. Mm. And like, you know, I didn't tell people what I studied and I kind of like, but I figured out very quickly that it wasn't really for me. I am very much an open book and kind of like what you see is what you get. So um, when I graduated and I wasn't with like thousands of people that maybe potentially see me, I just started being a lot more open with a lot of things. And I have that um, well, kind of like a blessing too, because, um, everybody in my circle in my real life knows what I do. So I don't really have to be afraid of, you know, it being exposed that I am in this industry. Yeah. So I'm very lucky. Sorry. I know a lot of people that have to keep it, you know, yeah. undercover and, and it, that's just got to be difficult to live like that. Like, you know, you... I really was not good at it when I had to, or felt like I had to do that before. Yes. So. Yeah. I felt like I had to do it when I was in school, um, college, because yeah. I knew that if I, sh- if they knew what I was doing at night and why I was sleeping on the desk in the morning, like <clears throat> they would not receive that well. I probably would have been shunned. And then, you know, to have a family, you know, your minis, you know, at a school near you or in the same school would have just not been good because it's just like the reality of our industry it's just the way it is nothing i can change or and and they all watch it (laughs) yeah that that is the most important one like like imagine like that's probably the biggest horror right you walk into school and suddenly there's your face with like the website you're on or something someone just fucking doxing you i don't know yeah that was my work here at the time but I really wasn't good at the whole character thing because you have to keep up with your life then too, you know? And then you have to kind of like remember like, oh, what did I tell these people? And Yes. Um, so well, I kind of like kept my character because I'm more character than <clears throat> the real me. But, and they know this, like it's not a secret. <laughs> but I definitely kept my life on my storyline, uh, my real life, the storyline. Exactly of my journey has been factual, but just, yeah, I think it's just more of a, more of a character that I've played because I'm not, I was never in the industry. I never like, this was a, this is a revenge. (laughs) Wait, a revenge. Yeah. So I, I, I caught my husband cheating the man I adored more than anything in the world. And it wasn't just one. It was like every single person I knew. And I found all these photos and everything of him with all these people. And they're all my best friend, my nail lady, my gym partner, the woman who took what photographs at my that? wedding, like, like everybody. Okay. No. So no. I thought if I, and I had never been cheated on before that I know of. So I thought that if I were to ever catch someone cheating on me, I would get revenge and the revenge would be I'd probably fuck their dad or, like, their brother or something or their best friend. But I didn't feel like that would do a justice. So I said, I'm going to become a porn star. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to fuck on the internet and you can watch me all the time. And that was my original motivation at 40 years old to become a porn star. <laughs> and then now it's like, psh, that's not, that has no motivation whatsoever, but that's what got me into it. And I was like, I'm someone who is very monogamous. I don't date. I don't, it's just not who I am, but my character will, you know, go to shoot and I struggle with it all the time. But it was like, I can't just do cam. If you want to be like famous, you're going to have to cross over. So that's, that's how it all started. <laughs> and it's been a wonderful journey. It really has. I went to college because of it. I, you know, marketing and management and all the people I've met. And it's such a fabulous industry. Like I would not imagine I would have been here ever. <laughs> So, yeah. And what got you into it? Like, what just made you say, I'm going to go be a porn star or I'm going to do camming? <clears throat> was it for uh, money or? Well, yeah, a little bit. Like, I was just 19. I just got out of a relationship a little bit before with a guy that basically uh, funded my life at the time because that's what he liked to do. Yeah, I remember uh, that. And that ended. <laughs> and I needed a job. And I was just kind of like, well, what am I good at? I'm pretty good at sex. Let me see if I can do this thing. And then um, my mom actually used to have a friend like 30 years ago who used to do phone sex. Uh, so she would kind of tell stories about it sometimes. Uh-huh. And it sounded very innocent, you know, like yes, she would on the phone. About her friend like being on the phone while she was doing the dishes and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, I can do that. I'm pretty good at sex. I can I can talk to them uh, while I'm doing my homework or whatever. Um, but then I had my first call. I think I already meant, told you yeah. before. Uh, <laughs> the first call I had made me realize that I might be a little bit more shy than I liked to pretend at the time. So I yeah. was like, okay, let me not do any voice situations and just do the picture with the cam. Because that's how it worked at that website at the time. You could do... Uh, either phone sex or you could do video with chatting so no talking or you could do video with uh, your voice as well so I really only picture and uh, chatting option nice and I did that for years yeah wow wow that that's pretty neat and so like have you ever held a regular job I have. Uh, I started working since I was like 16 and I started, I worked at all kinds of jobs. Um, and I worked as a paralegal for a few years as well. I used to run um, a legal office at an NGO for a few years on the side. Mm -hmm. um, but it's boring for me. I'm all boring. <laughs> Well, no, actually, no, it wasn't boring at all. I actually really liked it. What I actually thought was the, it was very difficult, to be honest, mm -hmm. um, because people come to you with pretty big problems, and then you have to solve Fix them. Fix it. And <laughs> if I could not solve them, which was a lot of the times, it, I would just be up literally until the middle of the night trying to find anything that maybe could help yeah. them, and a lot of the times you couldn't, and just that whole situation was, I, I don't think I'm cut out for that. I, um, I very much respect for people who handle other people's life. Yes. Because that responsibility, if you fuck something up, yes. then their life maybe gets fucked up because of you. No. The only life I want to fuck up is my own, if any. 
Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah, and that's that's difficult, especially you're obviously a high achiever. You're probably a bit of a perfectionist, want to do a good job. Yeah. And when you can't fix something, it would it does and it can in law it dramatically can affect someone's life and Absolutely. without intention on doing anything to them but yeah i'm i'm a pretty guilt driven person like it would make it would eat me alive through the night through yeah. the days yeah exactly like and exactly. affect me affect me in a way i wouldn't want to live with <laughs> No, it wasn't good for me. It was also during a time of, uh, like, just my life where I wasn't the best. So it all kind of came together. Yes. Had a little bit of a burnout and uh, decided that this is just kind of, like, what I want to focus on, at least for now. Who knows? Maybe maybe I will go uh, do something else later. But this Uh is what I am very happy to do right now. (laughs) As a teenager, yeah, like, when it kind of came up, I was just like, nah, who needs the computer? I'm just chilling outside with the homies. So that's kind of like what I did. And um, it's kind of funny because I am a very social person. So one would maybe think that social media would be up my alley. And it is in a way. But I, the, my socializing is, I guess, more like person to person and like with actually talking to people. Yes. If I have to write something <clears throat> down and then post it, that's too long for me. Because then I have like seconds, maybe sometimes minutes before I post it. And then I start thinking and then nothing happens. Yeah. And also social media. I mean, this isn't just social media. Like the level of social media that we have to do is intense and it's constant. It's seven days a week, 24, like never stop. It's like keeping a diary. You know, when you were a kid, you'd write all your stuff in your little diary until your parents read it. And then you're like, I'm not doing that again, but (laughs) We all learn yeah. that lesson, but then, but it's, it's pretty much what it is. You're con- you're like, Oh, social media, social media throughout the day, doing Snapchat, doing, it's a lot. It's probably, I'd so say much. 90% of what I do is social media. It's a lot. Yeah. It's pretty intense. So I, I get what you're, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's people don't realize like I probably spend 15 to 17 hours a day online and that is a, a lot. Like I, it literally fries my brain. <laughs> Do you have like a certain schedule that you stick by? No, um, no, because a lot of my, my customers will contact me directly. So I sell to, it's whenever their dick is hard. Like that's, that's when they contact me. So I don't, but I do need to get on a cam schedule because I was on one and I was very successful with that. Then school came. So it was, it was when I get my homework done and then you're like, when I'm not as tired and then the days start again <laughs> and now I just pop in whenever I get an internet connection, but I have a new computer now. So, <laughs> so I need to set a schedule and do you have a cam schedule? Um, yes, ish, but I'm kind of <laughs> like right now in the same kind of boat as you are, um, kind of like got thrown off of it a little bit a few months ago and now I'm just kind of like finding my set hours again yes um, it's tough because consistency is is key it is everything if you go on the same time every day you know that day of the week that's where you're they're gonna watch you from you know you're gonna get your following and you have to take care of their cocks like you have to if they don't they gotta watch someone else so you can't like be randomly <laughs> randomly popping in on this dick and that dick. Like they need like, they need it to stay there. <laughs> yes. Uh, 
So, so what is your favorite thing to do? Like, what is your favorite webcamming experience that you've had? Is there any special, like us? one customer that was just really cool or really different or I don't want to say weird because I I've learned that we're not weird. Like everybody just likes what they like. Yeah. I always say like everything is weird or nothing is weird. Right. Um, Or something unique that, that stood out in your mind while webcamming. I have a few. Go for Um, it. (laughs) I don't know how many you want. Because I could talk forever. You really have to Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> I, want, I just want to hear the good stuff. <laughs> I mean, I guess just in general, I uh, my favorite thing about camming is that people share a part of you, of, of, I mean, a part of themselves with you that they often are afraid to share with someone else. That, that You often see mm-hmm. that with the fetishes, for example. And I think that is a very special thing. It is. Um, and um, I had a very fun custom video I did recently because, like I said before, I've been leaning into the hairy thing a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I am Greek. I have a little bit of a girl stash. Mm-hmm. It's, it is what it is. So one of my OnlyFans clients, he uh, wanted me to do um, a video with like shaving cream on my face mm-hmm. and then and I guess to do like a mock conversation um, and it had to do with the fact that he was very, uh, I guess, shy about the fact that he was attracted to women with a lot of facial hair. So I tried to give him that like ideal situation. So, uh-huh. but then I like to get into character too. You know, I got like the extra little bit of mustache and beard. I put it on with the makeup. For some reason, I just start acting like a dude when I have a beard. And I just, it just confirmed the fact for me that if I was a guy, I would be the fucking worst guy ever. <laughs> but it was fun, worst. right? But yeah, but also I, I tried to give him like the ideal situation mm-hmm. with this role play that we were doing. And it was like above expectations for him. And I think like, that's the kind of thing I, I meant before, you know, like where someone shares something with you that maybe other people would find weird. But then I'm like, I love weird. Let's get into it. Yes. This. But I guess the one that is the most special to me yeah, is actually already from a few years ago. This was, uh, well, in Holland, we have first and second Christmas Day. So it was second Christmas Day uh, <laughs> in 2016. And I actually wasn't supposed to be online. I just came home from a family gathering. I was a little tipsy and I was like, nah, I'm just going to log on. My <laughs> yeah. And there was this guy, and I thought at first, because he was typing a little bit in a weird way, and I kind of thought he was trolling me. Mm -hmm. I I didn't really know what to expect. Um, And I was like, oh, just take me private. And he he did. And then he turned his cam on at some point, and I saw a very uh, nervous gentleman. And he clearly wasn't, um, it was clear that he had, I don't don't, don't, don't mean to be offensive, obviously, Mm -hmm. but like, um, some kind of really bad anxiety or like autistic, something like that. And so I was like, okay, he wasn't controlling me. I have to switch gears a little bit. Um, so I kind of like put it on myself. I was like, oh, you know, because I do have OCD myself. And I was like, when I get anxious, uh, um, I tend to sometimes do this and this. How about you? Because I noticed some mannerisms in the way he was holding himself. Yes. And that <clears throat> got him to soften up more and more and more because he was like, oh my God, you actually do understand what I feel too. And it turned out that I'm pretty sure that I might be the first woman that he has ever had a proper conversation with peer to peer without people talking to him like he was a child. And this was a man in his mid thirties. Yeah. 
Um, and he was extremely shy. He had never <clears throat> kissed a girl. He had never touched mm-hmm. a girl, anything. We had a really lovely and such a wholesome conversation, um, which lasted for a while. Mm-hmm. I was a little worried at some point because I didn't, I wasn't sure if he understood the money he was spending, but then he thought that I wanted more money. So he tried to tip me and I was like, no, please don't tip me more. Yes. Yes. This is good. This is fine. And then he just blossomed as a person. And like, you could just see him from like the 30 minutes that we started where he was just a nervous wreck. He was stimming. He was um, just, just very nervous to being very calm. He asked me very politely if he could see one titty. So I gave him two. Yes. And, oh, yeah. Um, he, <laughs> because like, they're, they, yeah, they're, they're human. <laughs> like, yeah. Yes, this, and then uh, he actually uh, played a song for me on his guitar. He serenaded me, which was uh, really, really nice. And um, at the end of our conversation, unfortunately, I've never seen him again. I hope he is doing well. Oh. If, if you're listening to this by any chance, I hope you're doing well. Yes. Um, at the end, he said to me, um, you know, Christina, you're doing a very uh, special job. Mm-hmm. And I was like, thank you. And then he said, I think that you save people's lives doing yeah. this job. And I was kind of sitting there like, yeah, it's probably very good that we're talking right now. And then he was like, no, 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 not me. Don't worry. And I was like, yeah, you say that. But I think it is very good that we had this conversation tonight because mm-hmm. you know how people get during Christmas time, especially when mm-hmm. they're lonely and it still gives me goosebumps when I, think I know you're really, yeah. to be honest. That was one of the most special things for me. And it was just basically the same. The first point again, where I, I got to experience a part of that person that he doesn't get to share often. Yeah. And that is super special and, and worthful to me. That that's, it was a little bit long, but that is, um, Oh, I, I, why I get a little teary eyed. Um, I have an 18 year old, uh, nonverbal autistic. So, um, it just means a lot because, because people, I have been messaged by customers who have a disability, um, where their social, you know, development is not there, but they're human. They, they need to, they have the same feelings that we have, but they don't understand why you have to work your way to it. They just want to go like have sex, (laughs) like just to try it. And it gets to the point of desperation when they are in their thirties and forties and they don't get to experience it. And because they don't understand the social buildup of it. Um, and it's, I, I wanted to make a dating site for, for, you know, people with autism or something where they can get together, but they don't want to socialize. <laughs> they just want to like do it. So it's like, yeah, I'm thinking- not too, because in America, of course, you can't have uh, Prost- prostitution, right? No, because and that's why I was I like, a, maybe a dating yeah. where you can put them together. But it's like, no. And then, you know, you got to think of the, the other side of it, of, of you know, having sex and the responsibility. And if you're not yeah. developmentally able to be responsible on that level. So there's a lot that comes with it. But it's, a, it's yeah. something very real. And I believe that what you what you did does save lives. I think that all we have to do is take them from here, the anxiety and bring them back down to here, acknowledge that they're anxious, acknowledge it. And it changes so much. Like it it makes such an impact on their life that 
Yeah. It's, it means that much. So I think that's really neat that you did that. And that's an awesome story. Definitely touches home for me. I was like, oh God, am I going to cry? But um, it means a lot. So there's good people out there. It was, that, that is really my favorite experience. Yeah. It is a shame that you don't have the same options in America as you do have here. I have a few friends of mine who do escorting uh-huh. and they specialize in clients with either a physical or a mental disability. So they, some of them are actual nurses as well. So they actually have like the, the, the healthcare side uh-huh. um, of uh, knowledge behind it as well. And like the stories I hear from them, it's, it's really, uh, it's very uh, worthwhile to have something like that. It's much and more it's rewarding that- for you. I mean, the, what, what, I mean, obviously it impacted you like deeply. So uh, the reward from just taking the time. Yeah. It's, 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 it, it just fills your heart. Like it, they're such neat people and they're just like everybody else. We, we, we like yeah. to fuck. <laughs> We're human. Yeah. It's like, we, we just, but that all... was it. it's just making people feel like they're human as well. Yes. Know? And it's like, as you know, you know, people will come online on cam and they will be like, Oh, I don't know if you want to do my fetish is really weird. Yeah. And, and you're like, like I've heard it all. It? Come on. Oh, I like to eat your asshole. I like baby. Come on. Oh, now mine <laughs> end up being pretty. I'm like, I've heard it all, and well, it's no, a new no, one, no, and a new one. I'm like, anymore, but... where do you guys come from? Like, I'm the most, like, with, like, the person with the most, like, boundaries, and, like, I, I'm so, like, nervous to do anything on set. And I'm like, why do you come to me with these these off the chizang? Like, <laughs> I'm like, why do you people do this to me? And they're like, well, we just want you to watch it. <laughs> So, because I must be highly animated because I'm like, ah! <laughs> well, yeah, no, exactly. That, because sometimes that's what they just want to do as well. They you know, get off of me freaking out. Watch them do something. I saw, I had this guy recently, uh, you know what they, when they do the sounding, when they put like a thing inside of the dick hole? Yeah, I, that's my, I, yeah. <laughs> It's, I, I have no words for, for that. 15 Q-tips was the other day. 15 Q-tips. Oh, but that doesn't sound good. No, no, no. I was like, ah, (laughs) every single time. And then he lights it on fire. His dick, not the Q-tips. No, lit his, his dick on fire, not the Q-tips. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. I'm telling you, if you think you haven't heard it all, you need to come to hang out with me on camp. I don't know where they find me. Like, I think they do it to shock me, and it it just shocks me to, like, I've had nightmares. (laughs) I think sometimes they do say things to shock you. No, they do it. They actually do it. And you're like, and all I could see is Q-tips. I've never had that request before on Chatterbait. I mean, on Streammate. So that must be uh, maybe the the really. I found him on Facebook. He's a Facebooker. Yeah, he's a fake. There's there are fun ones, but yeah. So, (laughs) with that being said, no. (laughs) So, um, where can they find you? Um. Basically, everything uh, from me is at bigbellybitch.com. Bigbellybitch.com. All, all my socials are at Tina uh, underscore Castalia. Castalia with a C. Yes. <laughs> and, um, yeah, OnlyFans, Christina Castalia, Streamage, Christina Castalia, or you can just go to ChristinaCams.com. 
and I guess that's about it. Um, All right. Well, it's been an absolute joy to talk to you. You've been fun. Good chit chat. And and you have a final song. I do have a final song that we're gonna. I actually forgot to mention um, about the previous song. What I really liked. It is a shame. I would absolutely love it if there is a Dutch listening to the radio show and they heard that song and they were like, hell yeah. So if that happens, please email and let us know. Oh, email, (laughs) email, yes. But my favorite thing about that song is actually, it's called Possifur, which means passion fruit, uh, slash Bosmais, which means, literally translated, it means forest mouse and it's talking about a pussy basically Ooh. and so my favorite thing that they do in that song is you know when you're kind of like talking dirty but you don't necessarily use dirty words yes i don't know how to explain it like when you were talking about a sloppy getting real sloppy on the cock and like something like, like, <laughs> yes sort of, but like also more subtle like they are so good at their wordplay even their name opgeswolle swolle is a city in Holland, where they are from, but opgeswollen also means swollen. So their wordplay is immaculate. Um, I just wanted to point that out a little bit more. Cause thank you, thank fan, you. And I am happy that they are on the American radio. Yay! <laughs> My last song was, um, well, I'm going to say it's by Kendrick Lamar, even though officially it's by Big Sean. But Kendrick Lamar owns that show. Nobody can tell me otherwise. <laughs> and it's called Control. Mm-hmm. Um, and why is my favorite? Well, you will hear, I guess, why it is my favorite. Kendrick always does those things where he uses those sounds where it's almost annoying as hell, but then it isn't, and that's why it feels so good. Yes. And just the fact that that is one of Kendrick's best verses ever. He says it on the song, he murdered everyone, and he fucking did. Can you imagine you invite someone over for your song, and then everybody thinks it's their song instead of yours? That shit is amazing to me. Yeah. I just... Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode of Phone Sex with Lily Show and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. To catch episodes you may have missed, go to Spotify, Anchor, or SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com. Simply type in Phone Sex with Lily Show. For the latest from Lily, you can follow her on Instagram at real underscore Lily Craven and on Twitter at Lily Craven XXX or message on Facebook at Lily.Craven40. Thanks again. Until next time. <laughs>